Welcome to the Silver Screen Project, where we look back at a series of films in anticipation of an exciting new cinema release. In preparation for the brand new Marvel film, Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness, we've gone back and watched 2016's Doctor Strange. What did you think of Doctor Strange, Sam? I actually really, really enjoyed it. Same. Um, I, I thought there wasn't quite as much kind of crazy magic. I remember thinking this initially as you kind of were hoping for this kind of first foray into the, the magical world. Yeah. But there is some very cool stuff in this. I, I remember thinking at the time, like, it kind of surprised me of how good it was because yeah. we were kind of in that era where we were a bit past origin stories. Yeah, and I think for an origin story, it's quite careful. It doesn't retread too much stuff and you kind of move through at least the early part I of the story it's quite quickly. definitely one of, if not the best, post-phase one origin story. Yeah, I'd probably agree with you there because it gets to the point very quickly, whereas certain things... I liked Captain Marvel, but I think Captain Marvel took a little while to get yeah. going. That's the one that sticks in my mind. There. And I think partly because it was something we hadn't seen before in Marvel with yeah. the magical element. Yeah, exactly. And I do think that, as I said, the, the, the magical stuff, a lot of it is... Uh, kind of this kind of sparks and kind of magical kung fu kind of thing which is visually interesting but it does kind of wear thin by the end of it i'd say yeah one thing i noticed actually kind of maybe a bit disagree with you there right i was okay, quite impressed yeah. with the kind of different uses of magic they had. okay yeah, things yeah. like the mirror universe yeah and yeah Maybe like the sling hooks and as well as other, particularly having just watched the Fantastic Beast films where it's yes. just lasers shooting each other. Yeah, Seeing yeah. a magical world where it isn't just lasers shooting each other. I was like, yeah. this is a pleasant surprise. I think there is more, there's much more than, than those films. I think because a lot of it is those kind of sparky orange moves, even with the sling rings yeah. and also the other things. Because of that, it doesn't have, like, if you look at comic panels, there's, like, multiple different things going on. Yeah. And I think that's so that all the sorcery in the MCU has this kind of colour coding, so it's easy. And then Iron Man can have kind of his repulsors, and do you know what I mean? It's very easy to to kind of understand, understand the yeah. difference. You know, Asgardian magic is maybe a bit more golden, you know, it's all that kind of thing. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But generally, yeah, I think um, this, it wasn't heavily criticised, but I don't think it was, like, people were amazed when this came out no it didn't get quite the same reception as say like black panther yes and i yeah. think i like this more than black panther i think i remember liking it i mean we, we saw it in the cinema we saw it in not 4d we saw it in IMAX. imax yeah, yeah. And i remember very much enjoying there's some sequences in this we can delve right into it i suppose yeah no some of the kind of visually trippy sequences i think stand oh, up really the, well the first one where the ancient one yeah. knocks strange into the astral projection yeah that whole sequence is incredible i think that's fantastic that stands up really well and i know parts of this were in the trailer but there's a lot to that which you know was a surprise even at the time it doesn't ever really get back to that some of the dark dimension no, stuff kind of leans but into then it. also the the mirror universe stuff it kind yeah. of Kind of remind me of like turning Inception up to 11. Yeah, it really is. Especially the scene where Mordo and Doctor Strange are kind of having that chase with um, Kaecilius. Kaecilius. Yeah. I was say Cagliostri, but that's the guy <laughs> they talk about with the books. Or yeah. That is, it is exactly what you say. Inception turned up to 11. And it, the mirror dimension is just complete nonsense. And there's no rules for it, really. And it's just the thing. But it looks great. And they established it early on. They established it. the Wizarding World when they yes, introduced the mirror dimension. 
mention eight films absolutely, in. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, Doctor Strange himself. What did you think of I, the kind of character? I, 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 I like it because yeah. He's a knob. He's such a twat at the start. Yeah, like the first, such... up, <laughs> even up until kind of they start fighting Caecilius, he's just a knob. Yeah. And I really like that. Obviously, we see it a bit with Tony Stark. Yeah. A lot of people thought, oh, he's just I another Tony Stark. I think he's much more he's of a twat than Tony more, Stark. And yeah, he's, yeah. he's so arrogant. And yeah. like, Tony Stark's arrogant, but his entire personality is, I'm arrogant. Yeah. And I think they did that well, where he's a bit more snarky and he's a bit more kind of bitter and kind of full of himself yeah. whereas Tony Stark has got this kind of laid back kind of you know and there's yeah. the part after the surgery at the start where he's kind of walking along and he's just like uh, 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 and he's like doing a little dance yeah. and you're just like you're such a little and you see it when oh. when he has his surgery in his hands and he's yeah. like I oh. could have done better I mean, that scene I think is one of the better you know it's a yeah. really good it, part it, of it, that it's he really the, believes that he's better than any other yeah, surgeon in yeah. the world and the whole kind of that whole origin moves that part moves very quickly. I was surprised how quickly he's in the car and that all kind of kicks off. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, that yeah, that all scene there and he moves into kind of wasting all his money and all that. And the, the bit where they get to camartage, all of that with the physiotherapist and stuff, I think is a really interesting way of kind of getting Yeah. There. Um, it's got some of the classic Marvel humor at that point as well with like the Wi-Fi code and yeah. being like, we're not barbarians. Yeah. Or like, I don't think it's the funniest MCU film. No. I think a lot of the jokes fall flat, but one that I remember from the trailer, the the Mr. Doctor thing, I think stands up yes. quite well. I think that's yeah, a funny that is good. I think it's quite interesting as well because weirdly, Doctor Strange has been in like, what, four or five films since this. Yes, yeah. Bit parts in yeah, yeah. like Avengers and Thor yeah. Ragnarok, etc. Spider-Man. I think it's it, one thing that I noticed going back to this was seeing that Wong is just a deadpan straight That's character. That's what I was thinking. And I yeah, kind yeah. of forgot that he used to be that because he is, they even yeah. joke that like he never laughs until it's he only makes right a joke. at the end. Yeah. And it's Doctor Strange has really cracked him, cracked I mean, his shell. Like, by, I think, what was the last time we saw him? Shang-Chi? Uh, no, he's in uh, No Way Home. He, he goes uh, away at the start and he's become uh, yeah. the Sorcerer Supreme. In that. And like, yeah, even yeah. there, he's just kind of, he's a lot more like relaxed and kind yeah. of fun guy. And it's like, oh yeah, I forgot that he was like... I mean, speaking of the Sorcerer Supreme, you're getting into nitpicks early, but we can always go back and forth. But the fact that by the end of it, Doctor Strange has somehow, he kind of is unofficially the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. Do they say that he is? I think they do. But it's like, he, this is another thing. How long has he been training for? That is one It's thing. very vague. And I, I, think, I get that he's got this photographic memory. He's very good at kind of progression. I think he's very good at training, but I think it is implied it's several months of training. But still. And it does <laughs> play into the whole, like, he is like the chosen one. He's That's born true. for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, he picks up quicker than, than the other people. I like, like, there's fun little bits. Like when Carcilius first attacks when he first has the fight with him and he's running through yes, and he gets the yeah. cloak, the cloak's great in yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Um, and yeah. like the bits where he's dropping people into random doors and then yeah. just shutting the doors and they're just stuck in the desert. And that's the thing, at that point, he isn't that good, really. He got He's got yeah. the knowledge and he's got the basics, but he's not that good. And that's interesting because it puts him on a back foot. And yeah. it's even by the end, he kind of uses tricks to get his way up. And it's, it's only in infinity war that he's this kind of sorcerer Supreme that yeah. we know him as, which, which works for an origin film. Completely. I remember quite liking the fact that he wasn't all powerful by the end, bit because it gave yeah. him space to grow. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. if he immediately becomes super powerful, then it's like, 
well, what do you do with the character now sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Dormammu also looked very cool. Yeah, played by Benedict Cumberbatch, Benedict Cumberbatch as well. Yeah. Um, didn't really get too much to do, but he wasn't the villain. He was no. just the looming threat. I feel like it could be something that comes back, maybe even as like a combined threat with something yeah, else. Yeah, I do think like that. that ending was great. I think it's great. And it, it shows because uh, Ancient One has a kind of conversation with him about it's not about you kind of thing. And him willingly kind of sacrificing himself potentially forever is kind of yeah. how he does it. And it's very, yeah, it's the whole thing of there's no time in the dark dimension bringing the time in. It's, yeah, it is quite it's, clever. It was very like, outside of the box I didn't see it coming when I first saw it no. and then when you see it start happening you're like yeah. oh yeah this is and clever and then he comes back down to the confrontation with Caecilius and they don't even realise what's happened because he's kind of stepped out of time yeah. which, is, which is quite fun yeah yeah. Um, yeah the use of time with the Eye of Agamotto yeah. is quite fun mm-hmm. like and we get the confirmation right at the end that it's an infinity stone, infinity gem, whatever they're calling it in these. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> what do you think about Mordo? I thought <laughs> the way that Chiwetel Ejiofor plays him is with such like Shakespearean kind of gravitas. Yeah. But I really like it, but it kind of stands out when you notice it. Like it's almost comical how like he's playing it so seriously yeah kind of thing and I'm I'm excited to see him I think he's gonna be in the new one coming I out I think he's in a trailer and I don't think we've seen him since this film no we haven't we obviously in the post credit scene he he's I would say turned banned but it's like his he's own moral he's got his own moral system he's such like a nerd like he's like oh the rules were broken I'm gonna become evil like it yeah. just it doesn't see, really fly I, with although me although I but. like Chiwetel Ejiofor's performance it is very like he's clearly going to turn bad yeah, by the yeah. end of this. And I think most people going in, you do like a cursory bit of research about it. And, you know, you think, oh, Doctor Strange's biggest villain, probably Dormammu and uh, Baron Mordo come yeah. up. And you're like, oh, okay. But I, I like Chiwetel Ejiofor, so I'd yeah. quite like to see him Definitely. do more. And maybe more. And he uses that kind of Shakespearean voice as yeah. an evil guy will work really well, I think. Um, yeah. One yeah. thing that I wasn't a huge fan of, yeah. which... By the fact that we've got this far before really saying anything too much, yeah, I think Mads Mikkelsen was a bit wasted. Yeah, absolutely. You've got someone of the caliber of Mads Mikkelsen, who we all know is a fantastic actor. He's barely in this. He doesn't have much to do. No, no. Like, and it's kind of wasted his MCU. I mean, he can come back. The way they they end, they kind of turn into a weird. There's desiccated husks and fly yeah. up in the air. It's quite funny. But like, and like the Kaisilis' story is quite interesting because he is right. Yes. He's got the wrong end goal because he's been tainted by Dormammu. Yeah, but yeah. it's easy to see why he's gone that path because the Ancient One is using the Dark Dimension. Yeah. And that whole and reveal is quite the, interesting. You see yeah. it in the opening scene where she uses the Mirror Dimension. He calls her a hypocrite, his first line. Yeah, that's so right. So it's there yeah. from the start. And because she's got the hood up, you don't see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think the character is interesting. They just, they could have done a lot more. And I agree, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a shame that Mads It's I felt similar about Idris Elba's Heimdall. Yeah, Idris Elba could have been a much bigger role. I think they could bring him back, but I also think he's probably signed off now, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, what about the ancient one uh, herself? I I liked her. Yeah, um, I think I can see what they were trying to do because the ancient one is a, a racist bit like, caricature. <laughs> it is, yeah. But I think at the time they thought they were avoiding being racist, and now it kind of comes back to that whitewashing type yeah surely you could have thought of like maybe have like 
a young guy who doesn't look like Fu Manchu or like, like a, a woman, like an Asian, have like Michelle Yeoh or someone like that. Yeah. And they don't have to be a white woman. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I don't think, mind Tilda Swinton in this, but I think that, that that's kind of one of the bigger missteps in yeah, this, I, I would and, say. Yeah, I understand why they didn't want to go for an old Asian man. It's the same but, with uh, the Mandarin, really, initially, you know. But then, yeah, it's that thing of, well, at this point as well, there wasn't really any Asian characters in the MCU. No, and they, you know, Wong, we didn't know was going to be a major player. I think yeah. maybe apart from... Tony Stark is like the most appeared character, including what if episodes? Quite possibly. Or maybe maybe it's over Tony, or maybe it's over Robert Downey Jr. because he's not in the what ifs or something like that. It, basically, Benedict Wong's um, stats are like high now. Basically. Right. <laughs> His stats <laughs> he's got are high, high stats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's all I've got on on my notes. Yeah, I've got a couple yeah. bits of trivia. Yeah, I mean, before you get into the trivia, I was just going to ask you, you um, you touched on it earlier, but which magical Mads Mikkelsen do you prefer? <laughs> Kai Celius or Grindelwald? Um, I prefer probably Kai Celius because mm. like Grindelwald, Grindelwald, as we've kind of mentioned, doesn't really live up to the hype. No. As Kai Celius, you can kind of understand yeah. his reasoning, why he's bad and... He does kind of do stuff. Yeah, <laughs> what they do with him is something, but it's just not enough yeah. for for Mads Mikkelsen. And I think I think yeah, his yeah. magic's is magic's more fun. Yeah, yeah, and he's got those kind of ghost blades, which we don't really see anyone yeah. else use. Yeah. Uh, the last thing before you go into trivia, I was just going to say that I do not like Benedict Cumberbatch's accent in this. I think it's worse at the start when he's a bit of a cunt, and then. It kind of gets better. I've seen lots of people have this same And I think it's got better as it goes on. And it's kind of this broad, it's like Hugh Laurie's house. It's kind of, it's a non-committal kind of accent. It's it's fine. but I never really got too bothered by it. I think in the opening scenes, it's very kind of noticeable for me. I don't know. I think it's because it's got this kind of snarkiness to it. I think after after years of seeing American actors try and do a British accent poorly, it's quite nice to see the uh, (laughs) the shoe on the other yeah, foot yeah. <laughs> but yeah he does grow into it as the films progress um it never really bothered me too much but i understand why people weren't particularly happy with it yeah so two bits of trivia i've got the first one is the filmmakers defined the use of magic as dimensional traveling and shifting we didn't want magic to simply be people throwing and blocking bolts of lightning this is the ability to tap into different dimensions and pull aspects of those dimensions into our realm. Okay. So it, it's almost as if they've specifically looked at what they didn't like about the Harry Potter films and tried right. to make it more interesting. And it does heavily play on the dimension stuff, drawing energy from the dark dimension. Yeah, and, yeah. They do try to kind of explain it in the kind of vague magical and terms. Yeah. yeah, it's not really bolts of lightning being shot at each other, which I like because... That's right. a really boring way of showing magic. Do you know what I think? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> yeah. And the other um, a bit of trivia I've got is Scott Derrickson, the director of this, yeah. uh, admitted that the MCU films dedicate little time to show to developing antagonists. Okay. So he just hoped to show Caecilius's point of view, describing yeah. the character as a villain of ideas with watertight logic like John Doe from Seven. Okay. And I feel I, like maybe they cut some bits out there. Yeah, because I can see where they're going, because it does make it clear that 
his line of thinking is correct according to him and he's just kind of been molded the wrong way by Dormammu but yeah. again I don't think they give him enough screen time to no, fully develop I him as much as they intended they could have done some kind of Loki scenes where he's on his own and maybe Dormammu's communicating maybe give that Dormammu thing, character you a bit never, more you never see him when he's not facing the Ancient One or Doctor Strange yeah yeah yeah. Like yeah you never completely. see him with his followers and that kind of works in the whole Joker way where you just see him as this force that appears and there is something to that, but it's just when you're trying to build it's slightly too safe, maybe. Yeah, I when think. you're trying yeah. to build like a sympathetic villain, then you do need to show them when they're not just attacking the heroes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah I still yeah. like Cassidy's overall. So as always, as we come to an end, I shall ask you the all important question as to whether or not this has got you more hyped for Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness. Proj yes or Proj no? Uh, yeah, definitely a Proj yes. I hadn't seen this maybe since we saw it in the cinema. I feel like I must have watched it since then, but it feel, felt very fresh. And uh, this, along with the next one we'll talk about, uh, yeah, it's nice to watch them again. I'm very excited. Yeah, I agree. I think I've seen it once, uh, maybe like around 2018, 2019. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this definitely is a Proj yes for me. So I was like, oh yeah, we've seen a lot of Doctor Strange, but it's nice seeing something focused on him yeah and that kind of personal stuff get an idea of the character a bit more and yeah stuff like that. And yeah i like the magical side of it which yeah. we kind of deep dip in and out of in the mcu and we should see even more in this next one hopefully if Precisely. things go right <laughs> um so that is the first silver screen project yep. of this series in yep. the build-up to dot strange the multiverse of madness we've got one more that we'll cover and release soon and then we'll be going to the cinemas yay off to the off to the silver screen <laughs> off to the silver screen uh thank you for joining us i hope you enjoyed it if you want to let us know your thoughts on dr strange please do yeah uh, but other than that i think it's time to say goodbye yeah thanks for listening we'll see you next episode bye bye project project, project.